Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Hi guys and welcome to today's FitPro podcast. My name is Teresa Wheatley and we are joined by Jono. He's going to tell you a whole lot about himself in just a short time, but I'm going to tell you a few things. He was Fitness Australia Educator of the Year 2020. He's an international speaker. He's a best-selling author. He is a podcast host and he is co-founder and director of Fitness Education Online. Um, he's also promised me he's got some incredibly amazing jokes he's going to bring into this. He's also um, showing me his dancing moves in preparation. So we've got a lot of things planned for today. Thank God this is a podcast. Hey, Jono. Um, but it is an absolute pleasure. We're going to be talking all about boot camp success. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Jono. So why is it good that we're talking to you? Tell us. Yes, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a, a background just for the listeners as well. I want to clarify, it was actually the opposite. I, I told Teresa, hey, be prepared for some bad jokes. And, oh. and um, I hope I don't need to dance to that intro music because you'll cancel me as a guest. So I hope I didn't disappoint anyone by, by expecting some good jokes. But thank you for that that awesome introduction, Teresa, that I wrote myself. It was very, very kind of you to, to read that out. So yes, boot camp. So Teresa mentioned what I do now. My background is in boot camps. So when I started in the industry, Teresa, I worked at a franchise here in Australia. Australia, a bootcamp franchise with over 75 franchise locations all over Australia and New Zealand. And you were ranked on how good you were, one being the best, 75 being the worst. Now, my first year when starting off, take a guess what you think I was ranked, Teresa. One's the best, 75 is the worst. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Should I be nice? <laughs> 72. <Up to> <laughs> no, four. 72, seven, four. I wish. <laughs> Even at 72 was being kind. Teresa, uh. I was ranked 75. Wow. I was dead last. I was the worst boot camp instructor in the franchise. Oh, and it's not, it's, it's, it's not a confidence thing. You know, some people are modest, you know, oh, I'm not that good. It, it, like, it was statistically proven. There was a pie graph <laughs> telling you where I was ranked. So I wasn't good. And at the end of the year, we had to go to this like convention where all different 75 boot camp instructors went. And I had to have a meeting with the franchise owner off the bat. And mm. it was a couple, it was a, a couple and they were like, Jono, like, you know, you're better than this. What's, what's going on? Why are you coming 75th? And I basically came up with every excuse in the book. I was like, Hey, it's not my fault. You know, it's the competition. There's so much competition in my area and you know, it's the marketing. You guys are meant to be doing the marketing for me. And you know, all the leads aren't any good. You know, none of them want to sign up and I'm here in Sydney. It rains in Sydney. It's not like the Gold Coast <laughs> we can run a boot camp. Every excuse I came up with, I made a few, blamed the government, Donald Trump. He wasn't even in power then, but I'm sure I, I blamed him. Um, anyway, the franchise owners said, look, Jono, we got good news and we got bad news. The bad news is as a boot camp instructor, you suck. You're coming 75th. You've seen the pie chart. But the good news is you can do something about it because at the moment, you're sitting here blaming everybody else but yourself. Maybe it's not the competition's fault that you suck. Maybe it's your fault you haven't done enough to be better than the competition. What courses have you done? What upskilling have you you done? And I was like, okay, yeah, good. And I was like, oh, well, I go to Filex to get my CECs every two years. They're like, Jono, that's the bare minimum. 
You need to do that just to stay in the industry. If you're doing the bare minimum, of course you're down the bottom. They're like, our marketing sucks. Maybe it's not our marketing. Maybe you're not very good at sales. You know, what sales training have you done? What books have you read? Or also if our marketing sucks, why don't you go out and do some of your own? And I was like, okay. Yeah. And they were like, they were like, Johnny, did you also say the weather? You're blaming the weather. You can hire out a school hall for 20 bucks and run your boot camp inside, but you're too busy sitting there blaming everyone else but yourself. You can solve your biggest problem for 20 bucks, but you're blaming everyone else. And I was like, okay. Uh, and essentially what they said to me at the end is, look, Jono, um, just take responsibility. You know, like get your job saved, but for a year, stop blaming other people, just take responsibility. So I did that. You know, I upskilled, I did the courses, I got mentors, I followed other trainers, did whatever I could and, and just took 100% responsibility. Fast forward 12 months, Teresa, same convention. Now, what do you think I was ranked? Oh, I'm hoping it was better than 75. Where were it you was, at? <laughs> it was definitely better than 75. What, what number did you say? I don't know. I'm going to say 20. 20. Number one. Right? Oh, my so, God. In a year. In a year. Yeah, yeah. And the numbers. So I went from 20 clients to 104 in one oh, year. Amazing. The That's retention so was like 30%, you know, like 30, like say mm. had 10 clients, only three of them would come back for the, the next 12 weeks. A year later, 104%. Every single one of those 100 clients came back for the, the next one, right? So that gave me some, some confidence and you know, opened up a second location, built that to 50. And then what started to happen there was other trainers would say, Jono, you know, how are you doing? And what, what marketing are you doing? What sales are you doing? What workouts are you doing? What retention are you doing? And I realized that I, I had a system. It was like, well, hold on. It's if, if it works for me, he was 75 and I can get to one and then I can open, do the same thing with another location. I think I can give this, give this system to someone else and they can do the same unless they're worse than 75, which I, I don't believe. <laughs> so in a nutshell, put that system together. That's what I do now at Fitness Education Online. Right. It's, we've got a boot camp course, which teaches those systems. So if any trainer wants to do something similar, they've got the system. Amazing. And I know that you are planning to share with us four steps to this successful bootcamp. 75 to number one is pretty impressive. Congrats on that. So do you want to hit us with those four successful points that, you know, um, well, sorry, I should say four steps to successful bootcamp. Go on, hit us yes, with number so one. Of course. What, what I think I'll do, Teresa, if it's okay with you, because I want to be sensitive of the listener's time, right? I know they, yeah. they've probably got better things to do than listen to me blab on. So I might even just give like a really quick uh, overview of it. And then if you want me to expand, we, we expand from there. D does that work with you? Amazing. Yeah. And I've not uh, heard a bad joke yet. So come on, you're going to have to throw one of those in. <laughs> you'll hear, you'll hear, it's coming up. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay. So step number one is having an awesome product, right? So what do I mean by that? There's a lot of personal trainers out there that'll, that'll, if they're running a boot camp, um, their sell will be something like, hey, it's $10, meet me at the park. Now, 
a really good product. You know, $10, meet me at the park at five in the morning. That's what drug dealers do. That's not what personal <laughs> trainers want to do, right? So we want to make that sound a bit more attractive. So what I recommend is something like this. And if you're listening, you don't need to get overwhelmed. This is like a, an ideal formula. I can show you steps how to do it simply, but it could be something as simple as this. Instead of 10 bucks, meet me at the park. Hey, it's 50 bucks a week and you get five or six sessions a week. Already it's a bit more valuable there, but we want to add more value on there. It's Let's just say there's two trainers now. Let's say there's myself. I charge 50 bucks a week, come to five or six sessions. There's Teresa who's 50 bucks a week, come to five or six sessions. And she'll also give you a 12 week home program. And she'll also give you a 12 week gym program. And you'll also get her basic nutrition guidelines. And you'll also get her clean eating recipe guidelines. And you'll also get a skipping rope. And you'll also get her at home ab workouts and her ab and bum workouts. And you get access to her Facebook group where we do these cool little things. In week two, we do a no sugar challenge. In week four, we do a walking challenge. In week six, we do a hydration challenge. In week eight, we do the recipe challenge, yada, yada, yada. Right. right. Who are you training with, Teresa? Yourself with that or me Not with me. the just no, no brainer, right? Although and you did say yours was awesome. That, that's true. Mine is good. Well, and that's a good point, right? I can I can be the best trainer in the world. I can have an awesome um mm. I can, my workouts can be really, really good. But no one's if 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 we're if assuming all else is equal, right? And, and someone just looks at that. Okay, well, John is like they haven't done my sessions, they don't they don't know me, right? They see yours, there's just so much more value there. So that's, that's number one, what value can you stack up? And I'll just give one um, very important thing here. You want to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself with time. You'll see that every, every single thing that I added there is like an online sort of thing or something that I can do once and leverage, right? The 12 week home program, it's not an individualized 12 week program for everyone. It's a basic program. Hey, you can't make training this week. Here's a workout you can do. Here's 12 different workouts. You know, you, you pick one there. Um, the clean eating recipe ebook, right? You put that together once and then, you know, it's not like every time someone signs up, they get a new, it's the one ebook and everyone gets that there. And a lot of these things can be put together slowly. Let's use the, the, the home program as an example. Let's say you're starting the 12 week boot camp next week. You don't need to have all 12 weeks ready now. You just need the first one ready, right? And then maybe every Sunday you send people the workout. You know, hey, people, you can't make the workout this week. You know, here's the one you're going to do at home. So you're only one ahead, you know? And then um, the recipe ebook. The I, What do you like as a, as a chef, Teresa? Um, let's say questionable. Okay. So you're, you're better than me then because there's no question about my, my cooking, right? So the way I um, put my recipe book together is actually from my clients and my friends and family. I made a Facebook post, you know, hey, people, I'm putting together a recipe ebook. Um, if you can contribute a recipe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to collate over all together. And if you contribute a recipe, you get it for free. So I had a recipe ebook in like a week without even coming up with, with a recipe. Yes. And I don't even know how to create an ebook. I paid someone on Fiverr. You got Fiverr in the Fiverr. UK, right? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah I paid, absolutely. Yeah, if you're not aware of Fiverr for the listeners, you can get anything you want done for $5. I went on there just before and there's actually a guy that said he'd slap himself in the face for $5. So <laughs> if, you, if you can find that on there, you'll find yeah. anything. So, so Fiverr is spelled F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, just for the listeners, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It's correct. a great little place to relate things from. Yeah. Yes. Right. So that's, that's step one. Anyway, what can you Lovely. have an awesome product? What can you yeah. stack up? Yeah. Great. Awesome. Hit us with number two. Okay. So number two is spending time on sales and marketing. Now there's a couple things going on here. So 
what a lot of bootcamp instructors do that isn't the most effective is they run a heap of sessions. They're, an average day might look like this. They run a session at 6 a.m. and maybe at 9.30 a.m., then maybe at um, uh, maybe a lunchtime session, and then maybe at 6.30 p.m. as well, as an example, right? Now, the down point with that, even though a boot, a boot camp's usually about an hour, it's usually more than that. You know, you got to drive there, mm-hmm. you drive back, you unpack your car, you write the session, you get there early and set up, you hang back after and talk to people. So running four sessions, that's really a full-time job. Mm. That's like an eight-hour and spread out. It's usually even worse because it's like you're starting at six, finishing at, at seven or eight or something. Now, the down point to that is you don't really have any time to do your sales and marketing. And going back to the original point, you can be the best bootcamp instructor in the world. If you're not doing any sales and marketing, you're sitting alone in the park doing push-ups. And that's what can happen a lot of the time, right? It's like, say you're running four sessions a day. Let's say you got 20, let's say you got, yeah, 20 clients, right? You're running, not even four, let's say three sessions a day. Let's say you're running a morning session, a 9.30 and an evening one, right? What usually happens with most trainers is one, maybe two of those sessions is, is pretty busy and the last one's dead. So it could be yeah. like, you've got 20 clients, there's six or seven that come at 6am, there's six or seven that come at 9.30am, and there's two or three that come at 6.30pm, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's not worth your time running that 6.30pm one for those two people. And I'll, I'll get to what to do instead in a sec, but what would be better is can that class. Yeah, you may lose a few clients, you may not, because maybe they'll they'll find the time and train earlier, but you, you do need to be aware that you may lose a couple clients. And that can be a hard thing on both ends because you might like your clients, you, you, you want to have that option there. And it, it might look counterintuitive because you're like, well, but hold on, what if someone wants to come in the evening, then, you know, I'm not yeah. going to have the time. It's Here's the thing, at any busy, busy time slot, you can pack it out. Let's use myself as an example. I would run one session a day. I had 100 clients just running one session a day, Right. You could, it, it, it's it's easier. And I'll go back to that point as well. I would can that 6.30 p.m. class, but instead of just, don't just can it and sit home, now you spend those two hours doing your sales and marketing. You, yes. had, you had that time anyway. You've canceled, do that sales and marketing. And your job in those two hours is to pack out those morning classes. Now, let's say you lose a couple of clients. Okay, that's fine. I guarantee you, if you're spending two hours a day sales and marketing, you're going to find those two or three clients back pretty quickly and then it's more scalable. And then once you build it, once you get, you know, 20, 20, 25 people per session, okay, now you can open up the the 6 p.m. one because you've got more revenue coming in. You might hire a trainer. You might hire some marketing people. It's just a lot easier there. So that's point number two is don't overdo the actual sessions. Spend time on your sales and marketing. I love that. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's a bit like when, clients if you have loads and loads of opportunities sometimes it's not narrowed down enough for them and if they really if you're a great trainer they'll make time and fit into that particular slot i love that idea yeah yeah yeah. okay you're gonna hit us with number three come on john yes okay so number three so now we've got the the we've got the awesome product now we're doing our sales and marketing we need to make sure that our product is actually good. So the first two points are more marketing stuff, right? You got to make it look good and you got to um, you know, do the sales and marketing. But if your product isn't good, 
none of that really matters. You'll get people in, but they're going to leave pretty quickly as well. Now, there's two parts to your product. I'll get to the, the step three is essentially the workouts, right? Workouts. Yeah. And there's even two parts to the workout, which is the instructor skills. Let me start with the instructor skills first, because that's easier. And then we'll move into the workouts. So workouts is only kind of half of it, right? Let's use myself and Teresa again. Mm-hmm. We could give our clients the exact same workout, but they might find it boring with Jono. They might like it with Teresa, even though it was the same workout, the exact same workout. We both got it from the internet or we got it from, you know, the fitness education online bootcamp course, whatever it may be. Um, but they may prefer it with one trainer. So what are those little things that you can do as a trainer that's going to make that experience better? It's going to be slightly different for everyone. Everyone's got their own personality, but it's just something to think about. It's not just, okay, here's the workout. It's a really good workout. What can I do as an instructor to make that workout better? So there's that there. And then there's the actual workout side as well, because what can happen with trainers and anyone in life, we're only so creative right? Every mm-hmm. single person can, I mean, some people are ridiculously creative and they've got workouts coming out of everywhere, right? But most of us have the same sort of um, uh, style that we go with because it's what yeah. we like and what we train. So what I encourage people to do is to expand that out. And there's many different ways you can do it. I did it just by attending as many different classes as I could. And then I would learn a different style and be like, okay, how can I get that to fit in mine? Then I would go yeah. to a different one. I kept going until I had 24 different workout styles. And I don't just mean, oh, here's a circuit and then here's a circuit with different exercises, right? There's 24 different ones. As an example, here's the AMRAP, here's the EMOM, here's the accumulator, here's the 12 cones, here's the 54321, here's the trap, here's the Tabata, here's the Beyonce workout, here's the beach workout, here's the stair workout, here's the strength cardio circuit, here's the 60, 40, 20. Like they're all completely different. So the advantage to that because also like um, what we do a lot of time as trainers is vary the workout by changing the exercises. So we'll say, all right, here's a circuit. Now let's do a circuit again tomorrow, but we'll change a few exercises and maybe the timing to make it look different. And that's okay. You know, that's still good. Um, but if you can change the whole style, then it makes it even different still. And a yeah. good little test you can do as a trainer is even use the same exercises but put it in a different format and see how different it feels. Like mm-hmm. as an example, you might do it as a, um, let's say you, you pick whatever, five or six exercises and you do it as, a, as an AMRAP one week. You know, yeah. most people probably know what an AMRAP is. It's, you know, whatever, it's 20 minute workout. Here's your six exercises, do 20 of everything. And then, you know, do a run to the end of the, the room and back or whatever. Then you might try it the next day, but you do it as an accumulator which is more like, okay, instead of doing 20 of everything, hey, here's your six exercises. Let's do three reps of everything. Okay, next time through, do six. Next, do nine. Next, do 12. And oh, and by the way, at the end of each thing, you know, you do a bear crawl there and back. So it's essentially a similar sort of thing. But if you change the style around, it's completely different. And then if you change the style and the workouts, like it's just, it's it's unlimited permutations that you can use. And another little tip I'll give there as well Uh, The reason why I said 24, that's enough for six weeks worth of workouts. Assuming you're running four sessions um, a week, that's six weeks there. Once you've got that, I just repeat that six weeks again. Because there's a a couple of things, right? It's kind of like, let's use me and you again as an example, Teresa. If I go to your boot camp on Tuesday night this week here, six weeks later, 
there's no chance I'm remembering what we did six no. weeks ago. Yeah, you know? exactly. No yeah. chance. And, and, and I probably wasn't even there. I probably forgot to come that Tuesday, you know? So like, if you don't run that workout again, I might never get to experience it. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, maybe you're a bit different of a trainer since then. Maybe you've learned a new exercise. Maybe, you know, you prefer kettlebells now than dumbbells. So naturally it's going to change a little bit anyway. But even if it didn't, the chances that that same person is at that same workout and remembers exactly what they did. So you get where I'm yeah. going with that, right? You just totally. need 24 good workouts. Absolutely. So they're all engaging. And do you know what? Even if after six weeks, they saw something that was similar again, I do think that people, um, there's a nice thing about um, engaging clients with things being different. But it's, if it's always so ridiculously creative, people can sort of lose the sense of why they yeah. came to you, which is this, there's some predictability. I know what I'm getting with this trainer. Yeah. For example, you know, you know, sometimes when, when I've seen people um, and, and they're really successful with what they do, and then they go to someone else's class and then they just replicate that whole class. So it makes them a different person. And the clients are going, what are you hitting us with? It, yeah. Where, where are you? So actually, yeah, the, what you're saying is something really engaging, but there's also some predictability. So just out of that, do you actually tell them what's coming next time? Do you say, or, or do you just sort of throw out? So how do you yeah. do that? Okay. So a couple different things. So what I do is I've got a plan. So before I start, I've got mm. my six week plan. Right. So just, just for myself. So I know what I'm doing for the yes. next six weeks. It's, it's refreshing. I, I no longer need to, Oh, what am I going to do today? Mm. I know what I'm doing for the next, not in, not in detail, but I've got it on a spreadsheet written down week one, Monday, week two, Tuesday, week three, you know, it's, it's written all down there. So I know then on the Sunday, I have a look at the week. Okay, cool. What are the, what are the ones I've got planned? Okay. Then I go into it in a bit more detail because for every workout that I've got written on that table, I've then got it, on a Microsoft Word document, essentially breaking it down into more detail. So I know in terms of what I tell the participants, so it depends a little bit. Let's say it's my own bootcamp. I'll give them the week plan, right? Hey, people, here's this week's plan. You know, Monday, we're doing an AMRAP. Tuesday, we're doing the Beyonce workout. Wednesday, we're doing the 12 cones. Thursday, we're doing the, the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. That's all I say, just the name of it, yeah, right? So it's... It, it works kind of both ways. The people that have been training for a while, oh, AMRAPs. Yeah, I love AMRAPs. I wonder what AMRAP is doing this week here. The people yeah. that don't, AMRAP. But is he gonna? Is is that is he is he is that one of those hip hop people singing a song? Is that what the is that what the AMRAP is? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it kind of works both ways. The people that know are like, and it, there's also some advantage in that too, where it's like, oh. The 100 Club, that was sick. I loved that last time. I yes. went to 97 reps. Now, this week, I want to get to 100 and beat it. So yes. yeah. does that answer the question? I want to no, be on the No, 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 no. I think, no, that's exactly it. Because I think, you know, you can build excitement, can't you? The fact is that you really know what you're doing. There's nothing worse than turning up to a session thinking, what, am I, what, yeah. what can I do with these 100 yeah. people? You know, I like to be really prepared and i think a lot of people think that that preparation takes a long time no it, it doesn't it, uh, first as you say as you're going along if you start documenting what you've done and then suddenly you you think oh, I, can, I can replicate this again and again i'm not just pulling things from thin air and stuff at five o'clock in the morning so i think yeah. we need number four don't we <laughs> what's awesome. number four okay. yes so number four is retention and referrals 
So now if we, if we work through that, great, we've got an awesome product. It gets people in the door. We do sales and marketing. People actually know about us. Now we're delivering really, really good workouts. That's okay, but that's only part of it, delivering the workouts. There's a lot of little things we can do to increase our retention rate and also get referrals as well. Just in terms of an overview, uh, I found that there's three things that you can do to improve retention. I'll share the overarching principle and we'll get deeper in the, the small things if needs be. Uh, but number one is actually how much, actually, I was going to ask you, but I think I'll just give it away. So number <laughs> one, uh, number one for retention is how much your clients like you. Okay. That's the first thing. And the, my favorite quote in the world is nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So that was one of my early mistakes. My background, I'm actually an exercise physiologist. And I thought that was going to get me clients because I'm so smart. You know, I'm an exercise mm -hmm. physiologist. People are going to train with me because I'm the smartest. Didn't work out to me too well. It was number 75. So I oh, wasn't yeah. as smart as, as what I thought I was. Uh, but then I heard that quote and I changed my whole system, which is like, okay, what can I do to get, to make sure uh, everyone cares about their clients. If you're, you'll, you'll be out of the industry pretty quick if you don't, but it's about how can you, how are you showing that you're care? How do you show your clients that you care about them? How do they know? Because it's, and it's a good lesson for the guys as well. You know, I think women do that a bit better, not to be sexist, but I think women are usually better communicators and expressing their feelings better than, than what men are. So that can come a bit more natural to them. Um, but either way, it's about, you know, showing your clients um, that you care and also like more than the next person. Because it's a good exercise, and I do this a lot of the time in, in seminars and that sort of thing, where because everyone's sort of like, yeah, I care about my clients. I'm like, okay, you know, what are you doing to show your clients? Show that, that. yeah, yeah. And then if you ask ten, if you let's say you ask five trainers and everyone's doing the same thing, are you better than the competition? Or are you just the same as everyone else? So that's mm -hmm. point number one. Um, but in saying that, most trainers are pretty good at that. It's point number two that differentiates the good from the great. And that's how much your clients like each other. Because, mm. Teresa, you can be the most charming person in the world. If I go there and I can't stand all the other participants, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. And that, this has happened to me a lot of the time personally as well. I'll go, I really like the trainer. And not that the participants are bad. I just don't fit in. Or I just didn't get to know them. Or there's a bit of a click there. And they already know each other. And yeah. there's many different things that, that can happen. Um, but it's what it's the differentiation. If you're going in there as the trainer and it's just uh, and your whole goal is to get your clients to like you, that's great, but it's only going to get you so far. So when I, and there's a million different ways you can do this as well, whether it's, and any, and actually I'll go, this is how much I, I um, uh, value this thing here and how important that is. I would get to boot camp early and I would even set up the chairs in mm -hmm. such a way so that people would pretty much have to interact. I, I would set up the chairs so there were just two lines facing each other. And then I would sit down on the end. So it was kind of like the first person that came in, it'd be weird if they didn't just go and sit next to me, you know, it'd be almost mm -hmm. rude. Mm -hmm. So they would go and sit there. And then the next person, same thing, it would be kind of rude, you know, if like they just didn't come and sit. And once there are about four or five people there, I would just get up and leave. Because, you know, if you're the trainer, all the conversation can sort of, come off you i need to get out of that and get these people talking to each other but there's other little things as well i'd always start with a game a lot of partner workouts some finishes hang back after training excursions facebook there's many different things but what i encourage the listeners is put just as much effort that you go into showing your clients that you care put that into group dynamics and it's one of those things that like you can't slacken off 
because the second you slack enough and you you think that you you've got a good group like and the biggest thing there is actually clicks and this is what can happen a lot as well with with a lot of trainers is they'll have and me as well I've been guilty of this many times is you'll have a really good group of 10 15 20 people you know and they're really close they go out on weekends they go to each other's weddings and and that sort of stuff and that's great but it then can be hard for a new person to join in if you've had these people that have been training for years and really close, like it can be hard for a new person coming in there. So it's important not to get those clicks there. And, and the way you prevent that is just by always, by never slackening off and by always having, uh, focusing on the group interaction. So that's yeah. the second thing. There's how much yeah. your clients like you, yeah. how much they like each other. And then the third thing, if you can nail this third thing here, you've got clients for life and it's, yeah, I'm going to say it's just probably just as hard as point number two, and that's having fun because majority of people, uh, majority of people, majority reason why people don't exercise is they'll say it's time. Hey, I'd love to exercise, but I don't have time. But really it's that they don't enjoy it. So they find boring. Like we all know there's 24 hours in the day. You fit in whatever you, you, what you fit in, whatever you want really. And it just so happens for most people, exercise is down the bottom and it's not an education thing. I don't know anyone in the world that doesn't know exercises. Everyone knows that it's just so freaking boring that, you know, you'd prefer to die five years early than do it for most people. You know? Like it's, it's, it's true. Right. So mm -hmm. if you can make it fun, it's not something that people have to go to. It's something they want to go to and they put the other things to the side, you know, ah, look, I really got to really got to do the, the washing and the laundry and that, but ah, I'll go to the workout instead. You know, yes. or, or whatever it may be, you know, oh, you know what? I'd love to go to the, 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 the pub tonight, but nah, I got boot camp tomorrow. So I'm going to, going to stay in and, and go to boot camp. You know, if you can hit those three things, yeah. if you can get your clients to like you, to like each other and to have fun, you're going for life. They're not yeah. going anywhere until one of those things goes until they don't, until they, you have a fight with them until they have a fight with some <laughs> of the clients or until they start getting bored. Like, why, why would you leave? It's, it ticks all your boxes. I love it. I love it. It's for me the one that really resonates is is getting them to gel because a lot yeah. of a lot of trainers I see it's a bit of them and us. Sorry, you know it's me and them and and it, you know it's like the the trainer becomes the entertainer because you're thinking like how do you make it fun? Well, if you make it fun in a group and they're gelling, it's engaging. Yeah, like you say, they get they will get up early in the morning on a cold day just because just they, to see their friends. To see the exactly. friends. Exactly. Yes. It's, it's, and have it's, some it's fun. Like, yeah, but that. that's it. It's it's kind of like, you know, anyone that's ever played sport before. I used to play uh, rugby league. I don't think it's popular in the UK, rugby league, is it? It's more we rugby union, do have, I think. We, Yeah, we do have rugby league. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I hated training when I was a kid, but I love seeing my friends. You know, I hated the actual exercise, but I'd, I'd go there just to see my friends. Yes. So it's like that's that's the environment we want there. And you also put a good uh, put up a good point where a lot of trainers want to be the entertainer, want to make it fun. And that's great. It's a good thing. It's just you're making it harder than it needs to be for yourself, right? It's like if you can get your your group to like each other, you don't need to be that entertainer. It's not all on you. It's essentially your clients are doing your attention for you. Yeah. And you know, when you were talking about things like marketing and stuff, when you have that spare hour and things testimonials coming from people who oh. love each other and love it. It's just like such a huge, huge thing. You can get them, even if it's videos um, yep. captured of moments and people want to become part of that experience.
it's you know i think 100%. you know yeah it, all of those things sound you know they sound let's be honest they're very logical yeah unless you put all of those together yeah, you might be number 74, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and we want people going up to the top, right? That's so yeah. that's so that's so practical. So if if someone started out in boot camp, or indeed they've been um doing boot camp for a long time and they've got all these logical things, are there any sort of resources that you could recommend to sort of help yes. support them in this? Hundred percent. So what I recommend, there's this Facebook group. It's like the best in the world I've ever seen for fitness professionals. You know, everyone in there, there's, there's all, there's 15,000 trainers in this group, Teresa, everyone in there, they're super supportive. They share tips, they share ideas, you know, um, the admins, this really cool guy, really funny, you know, these <laughs> good jokes. Uh, it's called not the so fitness education. <laughs> I was going to say not so good at dancing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us what it's called. Sorry. You, you, you won't see him on TikTok, um, but you'll see him do some, some workout videos on Facebook. It's called the Fitness Education Online Community Facebook group. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, you're going to send me a link, aren't you, after this? I'll I'm, send you I'm, I'm straight yeah. in there. That's amazing. Um, what inspires you day in, day out? Ooh. Okay. We'll say that again. Sorry. What inspires you to do this so well? Oh, okay. So good question. Let me think of how to answer that one. Because every other one was was pre-prepared, the question to you. Now I actually need to, now I need to think. So or if it's not a what it's... inspires you, who inspires you? Well, Maybe it's, it's your clients. I don't know. Well, it's, it's a two-part thing for me, right? It's kind of like I'm very driven myself. So I have a lot of um, goals that I want to achieve in life. So in a nutshell, I want to retire by the time I'm 40. So that's kind of my internal side of things, right? Every single thing I do, it's kind of driven towards that. Is it going to help me achieve that um, goal? Yes or no. Um, but also I like, I just love helping people. That's nice. one thing that I like more than anything else. And I feel like I've got this skill set because it's like, I was 75th, right? I remember how it feels being 75th and also something like that. Cause I think a lot, right or wrong, a lot of us sort of um, take on our job as us, you know, I'm a personal trainer. I'm a lawyer now, right or wrong. That's kind of what the way society is at the moment. Right. And if it's statistically proven that you suck at that, it's not a nice feeling. You know, I'd have to lie to my friends, you know, Oh, how's work going, John? Yeah, it's great. You know? So um, I feel I've got that skill set and I feel that's what I can give to someone else. And I feel if you're that person that's struggling, I've kind of got this gift that I can give you that is going to have that same experience that, that happened for me. So that's the other thing that, that kind of drives me. It's like, if I can help that person there, I'm happy. Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah. Okay. So where are they going to follow you? Not, not stalk you, but where are they going to follow you for more inspiration and stuff? Yes. So, um, just, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm a simple guy. So just type in fitness education online in any social media platform, website, it'll come up or type in Jono Petrohilos on any social media platform. It, it'll come up. I'm not, I'm not uh, creative enough to come up with a fancy nickname or anything like that. So <laughs> Jono Petrohilos or fitness education online. I don't think it, that's the thing with marketing. I often think the more sort of odd names, well, sometimes you think that's really catchy. I think people just want to know who am I following, you know, so that's fine. So, look, you know, I, I've got to be honest, I have never run boot camps, believe it or not. I think I've taught most class formats and the 
millions of years that I've been teaching, but I've attended really amazing ones. And um, I've been that client who has, you know, been training in the snow and just because I've really loved um, being part of that. And so many of the things that you said resonated. I was like, yeah, that person did that. And, and it was a really successful business, actually, that I went to. And I was I was impressed of, of their drive to continue doing it. And, and that's, you know, what I've, what I've heard from you. So, I, you know, from a personal point of view, thank you so much. It's actually been so much fun talking to you as well. Um, I know it's your night time, so you've probably got lots of exciting things planned. Um, it's just the start of my day here. So um, this is a great way to start my day. So, I, you know, I want to thank you so, so much. And from the... Uh, FitPro community as well. Um, I hope that lots of people take on your advice and that they follow you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be speaking to you very, very soon about some other things. So thank, what thank you for having me on. It was it was a pleasure. I, I plan to kick back and watch finish off watching Squid Games. Uh, but this was a way this was a way better uh, option, I think, doing this podcast than Squid Games. <laughs> so that's another recommendation, right? I've not yeah, watched yeah, yeah. it yet. Okay, I haven't watched well, it. No, I need to. I'm I'm watching New Girl on um on Netflix at the moment. So um I um I tend to watch something that's like really funny for a bit, and then I'll watch something that's a little bit not so funny. So maybe Squid Games is for me next. But yeah. more importantly, I'm gonna make sure I follow you on that Facebook thing. So and and like I say, we'll be chatting to you very soon. So thank you awesome. very, very much. I'm gonna say goodbye to the Fit Pro community. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast and see you next time.